Okay, here we go. The Panda Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Panda Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Yes, and welcome to the episode 87 of the Planet Mikey podcast, recognized as the number one podcast of its kind in the United States, a tribute not only to the quantity of regular listeners, but to the quality and the superior intelligence of the audience. Last week's episode concerning America's obsession with air quality and global warming was warmly received... And this week's episode will cover important, pertinent, and timely topics of great interest to the clear-thinking Americans out there. Along with Bill Smith and Ben Kitchen, I'm Steve Pasaconis, your announcer, here to introduce a veteran of 11,586 radio broadcasts in six states. Try saying that six times fast. And 677 live television broadcasts in New England and New York. Here he is. Three-time Emmy Award-winning host and never criminally convicted host, Mikey Adams. Mike? Wow, Saul. Thank you, Steve. Pasaconis, he's doing a good job. That's what we get. We get to, you pay the big bucks, you get the top quality yeah, announcers. It's true. Don Pardo, eat your dead heart out. You, got, you, you got him on Fiverr, right? Yeah, of course. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much. We have a very special guest tonight. In fact, I think he's joining us for the third time. He did one in person. Three times, that's right. Yeah. He's a three-timer club member. He did member. a phoner with us. Yeah. He gets and, a jacket. Uh, it's VB, the famous VB, better known as Doug Gowdy. Well, he's not better known. <laughs> Who am I trying to kid? It's the five-timer that gets the jacket, I believe, right? I that's know. Really towards it. So I it's was... probably for the best because I wouldn't fit in a jacket right now with this coronavirus. we got rubber jackets. They stretch out a little bit. <laughs> VB himself is a veteran of the broadcasting industry who first came to our attention, of course, as Howie Carr's producer slash sidekick, uh, only to abandon the king of Boston radio. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, to become the Fox 25 morning show co-host and then to reemerge on the radio as a superstar midday sandwich between some other guys that I don't know who they are, but I know they're conservatives. <laughs> VB in the middle from noon to three on WRKO Boston. Every day for six uh, six eighty a.m. Right? Is that did I get that right? That was pretty good, Mikey. Maybe I should be an announcer. What do you think? Vicky? I'm not. I'm not saying the coronavirus has been unkind to me, Adams. But you're old enough to remember my shorts. I'm wearing the same ones that Bill Parcells used to wear in summer camp. You know that would show that roll under the lid of the pants. Oh, right. Good. Oh, that's nice. I'm still wearing the same shorts. I ha- I have. I have 1978 skid marks on these shorts. Now, wait a minute. What did Michelle McPhee call it? The COVID-15? Is that what it is? The, what? the amount COVID of weight you gained? 50. <laughs> By the way, Adam, settle a bet for me. Were you okay. the one that Parcell said you're the Johnny come no, lately around no. here? I, that was Howard Green. <laughs> Howard Green showed up. He, he was going to be a big shot and cover the Bill Parcells press conferences. And, and Parcells was like, who are you? I haven't seen you around here. Well, you're a Johnny come lately. And he gave him so much shit and it was beautiful. And Howard never lived it down. I mean, it was like, you know, I think Parcells actually apologized to him later, said, you know, I, but he didn't know who the hell Howard Green was. And you know what? To this day, most people don't know who Howard Green is. 
<laughs> that was a you got to just you had to have been there at the time. But when you saw that happen, you would never forget. I've seen you around much. You're oh, Johnny come lately. Yeah, that was before like people would ham it up for the cameras. Parcel was ahead of his time that way. So I'm working at Channel Three in Hartford, right? And I'm covering Bill Parcells when he's the New York Giants football coach. And I go down there with a the camera, you know. And back then. They didn't have this big setup where, you know, you got in front of a thing that said Dunkin' Donuts or Staples and sat at a, at a desk. The, the, the coach would just walk in and you'd throw microphones in his face. So here's this guy from Channel 30 in Hartford. He was like a rookie. And, and uh, somehow he got the first question of Bill Parcells. And it was after they had beaten the San Francisco 49ers in a playoff game down there in New, in New, uh, New Jersey. And he says to the – he actually said this to Parcells. He goes, timely win, coach? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Parcells looks at him like like death, and then he says, "It's the playoffs." He goes, "Every win is timely," and and everybody just started laughing, and the guy felt like a total asswipe, which he was. Uh, so, how you been, VB? How's those cute kids of yours? Ah, the kids are good. I did something today you would appreciate, Adam. What's that? So, you know about the Dr. Fauci baseball card, right? Yes, fifty-one thousand copies. Set a record in the record previous. It, it more than doubled the record. First, the tops does these specialty cards. They only sell them for 24 hours, and they honor whatever event happened or whatever. Right. So they do the Fauci one, yeah, and it sold over 51,000. The previous record was like 19,000. I didn't buy the Fauci card, however, my son Owen, who you have spoken to a couple of times, yes. We, we've got this thing. I'm actually looking up at it right now. We have this in my house. We have this big beam that cuts right through the ceiling on our roof in our living room. And we decided, me and my wife, a couple of months ago that we we're going to that's the beam of greatness now. Oh, and we I have all these that. retired numbers up there. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. You got I know you got some uh, some good ones up there. You know, the, some famous athletes. Yeah, so Babe Ruth is there and Bobby Orr, of course, Larry Bird, et cetera. But Ted Williams is there, and for some reason, Owen has taken to, like, Ted Williams is his favorite now. So everything's like, Dad, do you see what time it is? And I'll look over and the clock, I'll say 4.06, and he's always doing stuff like that. Oh, so wow. today, I didn't buy him the Fauci card, but I went online and I looked, and it cost me a couple of bucks. But I got him the 1959 card of Ted Williams meeting Babe Ruth. You son of a gun. I've been trying to collect the 59 Fleer Ted Williams set for my dad who had it when he was a kid. Yeah, Ben's and, dad and loved Ted, too. And I'm up to about 20 of the cards. And Ooh, that's one see, of them. So ben, how I, deep do you want to dig? That's the question, because I was looking into this stuff, and it's, it gets pricey in a hurry. It gets pricey. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about quality, but the mm -hmm. problem is going to be completing the set with card number, I think it's 68, the one where he signs you, the contract. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. It, it's gonna, <laughs> if I can complete it minus 68, I'm going to give it to him and it'll be all good. He'll be fine. With I that. think you can, I mean, so you can get that as a reprint for like five bucks. Yeah. To get the original is going to cost you 500 bucks. They, they pull that. Do you know the history on that card? Adams, Ben can fill you in on it. You mean what? Hold that card. Signing the contract. Yeah. 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 Cause it had a number on it. What, what number? It had information on the contract. Oh, that it should have been publicized. Oh, <laughs> Am I right with that VB? I think that is it, yeah. yeah. And I don't know that the general manager was pleased that his likeness was used either. But he's gone now anyway. But yeah. uh, Long it gone. Was something, yeah, they, they printed him, and there was only something like, I think, was it 500 or it might have been even less of that set with the card. And then they pulled the 
the 68 card, but they still sold the sets with no 68. So there was a 70 cards or however many were in the set, 80, I think. Vivi's hardcore but, on this stuff. That's right. He is. He's hardcore. He's like Phil Castanetti. It's only. like that missing uh, podcast we had. Right. Well, it's really funny because I'm, I'm looking it up on eBay right now. Yeah. The Dr. Fauci tops cards you guys were talking yeah. about. About 10 of them sold today for $175. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And you could have got them yesterday, but you had to get in on it in the 24 hours. You could have got them for 10 bucks. Wow. But that's what everybody does is they buy them and they immediately see, like, let's see if we can spin these things. And you should... What are you doing with a Dr. Fauci card? Well, you're going to rub your vaccine all over it when it comes out <laughs> and then insert it. You're going to have to By insert it. By the way, it. so you, you don't know this. You saw the pitch, obviously, Yeah, right? it was really bad. He flattened the curve, right? Go ahead, say it. To the right. left. Yeah, to the so left. So I asked, we had a guy call up today uh, to VB in the middle, as your announcer said. Yes. And he said, oh, look, I bought three of those. And I said, why? And he said, well, I'm hoping that somehow I can get them signed because if I can get him to sign them, those are going to be worth a ton. I said, Do you, is there anything on the back? He said, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I said, tell me what it says. And according to him, the card says, Dr. Fauci threw a, something like a straight and true pitch to the first game of the Washington National season. And I'm thinking, yeah, if that was straight and true, then I'm having a kick-ass diet season. Because really? <laughs> right. Well, since he became famous, everything he throws out there goes really hardcore to the left. You know, it's just the way it is. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, I think that it's going to be eventually a museum. Uh, you know how Ted Williams' head is in a, a cryogenic, uh, I don't know, container somewhere? Is it Arizona? It's a frozen Yeah, it's head. Arizona. I think eventually there's going to be a museum of all famous body parts, of different people who are dead, who are like, okay, it's like, Come on over here. We've got Telly Savalos' dick in a five-quart pickle jar. It's right over there. Yeah, what are those, boiled eggs? No, that's John Dillinger's uh, packet. You know, I mean, this is how it's going to be someday because people are going to have that macabre sense of, uh, I want to see. Isn't Napoleon's dick in a jar in New Jersey? I don't know. How would I know that? What do I look like? Because you know of... some weird shit, and I thought that would be something right in your, uh, right up your alley. <laughs> right up my freak alley? I think alley. if there was, Adams absolutely would know it. So I think that confirmed there wasn't. That, so. uh, that doesn't exist. Now, so what was the big talk today? Because I got 15 topics I can just throw out there. We could get like 30 seconds of VB on all these different topics, and you wouldn't even have to listen to his radio show That's on right. mid middays on 680 RKO. <laughs> Well, ironically, there's plenty of sports going on, Adams. I mean, I'm really into the baseball season, even though the Red Sox look like a double-A team at best. But Double-A? They had J Josh Osich pitching last night, who's uh, the guy that's going tonight. Uh, as we record this, it's Tuesday night. His name is, uh, what, Matt something? He has, Paul. he has the same amount of big league starts that I do. <laughs> but you know what's cool about it? And, and I know you know these guys. and you're Listening to Eck and Remy do these games and try to like pretend is great. They, you would have thought that guy last night that threw the four scoreless innings, you would have thought that Cy Young himself was out there because they were so excited that a guy could actually get a major league baseball hitter out. That was wearing a red Sox uniform. They couldn't, like, stop praising the guy. He threw a couple of scoreless innings as a reliever. Like, okay. But they, you thought, like, oh, my God, Doc Gooden's out there. <laughs> I would bet $5,000 right now that no matter who they've got after Evaldi, Bill Lee could get out more hitters than that guy consecutively in a major league uniform. Just well, you know better than anybody. You're gonna, you all remember the old line with was it the Indians, Fawn Insane, and Pray for Rain? Yes. You've got to come up with one of those here, Evaldi and Pray for 
Hail Aldi or something. Well, right, right. It has to be, <laughs> there's got to be some line that says this is the state of the Red Sox I, in I, 2020. I hate to interrupt, but I was right. It's actually a nice. Sorry. Napoleon's Thank you. Thank you, penis is at the Urology Museum of Columbia University in a glass case with the Napoleonic crest on top. Is wow. it real? How is can it real? Adams not have gotten a selfie with that? Thing? Is it I mean, really small? Apparently, it wasn't uh, properly preserved over Little the years. Little man's disease. It's been compared over the years to a piece of leather, a shriveled eel, <laughs> and to beef jerky. <laughs> oh. His mother so kept Adam, saying him. His mother, I don't mother like to kept saying bad language no, too much. But if ahead. you put if you put Ted Williams, what's remaining of him yeah. next to what's remaining of Napoleon, what would you have? I'd say someone tore his bone apart. <laughs> Bonaparte, you like that? Oh, By the way, his, his mother used to say, "You know, you you really are. That's very small. You know, that's that's like a that's like a water spout. Maybe you should have been a girl." And and the thing is, too, his first girlfriend said to him, "Ho, oh, that looks just like a penis, only smaller." <laughs> always goes over well. All right, so let's talk about these topics, if you don't mind, VB, because I always like appreciate your opinions, because I know that even though you did vote for Obama. Once. Once. <laughs> You've come around to the clear thinking way of thinking. Um, let's talk um, the police. You defend or defund? Well, did you watch the bar hearings today on this Tuesday as we record this? The I attorney did. general in front of Congress, which was a it's typical clown show, fine. But I thought the key line on it, the best line was when Barr said, so where do you guys, and he's looking at Congress, he says, so where do you stand on burning federal buildings? Right. Is that because okay? We're cool with that. Right. Let's go set the one down the street on fire. Yes. I thought that was great. When did he said, when did that become okay, you know, to right. burn down a courthouse? I, You know, well, who's he look like? He looks like, uh, who's the guy who was Roseanne's husband on TV? He looks like a small version a of bit. John you know, Goodman. It was somebody. He's got a, a look about He's got a little him. deputy dog in him, too, with the jowls <laughs> yeah. a little bit. There. It looks a little like Elton John. I do deputy dog impersonations. You want to hear one? It's the deputy dog show, Muskie. Well, Ben's over here going, what, what's the tip he does? Yeah, he has no idea. No, I'm just. I made a Tracy Lords reference today and my producers. We get in the break and they said, what was that thing you were talking about? And I'm like, you just, you had to be a certain age. Oh, I yeah, just Tracy Lords. I, you know, I, got, I, I got you on that one. Baby. I had to throw out my, my VCR movies of, of hers because I found out that after she'd made them, we, she was only too young. She was too young yes. to be making like those movies. 14? Oh, man. Tracy, so I had to throw them out. Can you imagine what a waste of well, it was? Yeah, it was a crime. And if you got caught watching it, right. somebody was supposed to report you. Like, and you were going <laughs> to, they were going to come get you. That was a big thing at the time. But. Tracy Lords. Wasn't she in that porn movie, uh, Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy? I think she might have been. <laughs> uh, what about the, uh, but see, here's the problem with the police thing, is that I, the, all these crimes are busting out in every single city in America New York is a mess. Chicago is worse than a mess. The crimes are going up. They're letting people out of prison. They're letting bad people out of prison. And they're saying, you know what we need? Fewer cops. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with these mayors? And they're locking my, up my, COVID violators. My thing on this was last week, you know, the Sox put up the Black Lives Matter banner and they asked Sam Kennedy, he goes, hey, we don't think it's a political statement. No. Oh, oh not cool. At all. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not a political statement. But meanwhile... 
the Hingham Fire Department was ordered to take down their Blue Lives Matter flags because they were told explicitly that that is a political statement. Right. How can that be if the other isn't? Right. How can one not be and one is? That's rid- that is the most ridiculous thing. And that's why, that's why it shouldn't be. They, they put it in front of, I got Trump's place, you know, in New York. You know, they put it on the, on the sidewalks. They put it in uh, Washington, D.C., Black Lives Matter. And I get it. You know, everybody gets, by now we're all hip to what the message is for Black Lives Matter. But we're not hip to why it's not classified as a, a an anti-Trump or anti-right-wing or anti-Republican thing when the opposite happens the other way, right? Well, the socks are the thing that gets me, too. Like, okay, so you put up the banner, that's fine, not over Mass Pike. But then in the broadcast, like, we have to see the center field bleachers covered in it. We have to see it below, behind the mound right. periodically. It's on like, the mound, yeah. You keep telling us it's just so obvious, but then you keep jamming it down our throats every five seconds, which you've never done with anything else before. Right. But you can't do it enough now. Like, how long does that go on before it's like enough already? Uh, my guess is it's going to be a while. You know, and it's really hard, t- seriously hard. And I don't think I know any individual person in my entire life, and I'm not young, who is in favor of racism. So it's like, okay, when Martin Luther King was alive 52 years ago, we all, at least in my generation, we, we understand and we get it and we're on board. Why does it always have to be the kind of thing where, what, what do you mean? Did you say all lives matter? Um, I, sorry, it slipped out. Well, you suck. Yeah. You know, you're taking away our message. No, we're not. We're just saying that if you can't just put one group into that group and say their lives matter and then no, you can't include everybody. Have right? you gone on the Black Lives Matter website and read the manifesto? I haven't. Well, it's all about <clears throat> defunding the police, uh, breaking up the nuclear family. Which is stupid. It's, uh, it's amazing. You see all these signs around here, and they're selling two sides of the story. They're glamorizing one half of it, Yeah, which we all get. See, that's it's the no- unfortunate part about this whole thing is that they're really they're kind of uh, melting down the message a little bit, and we're going to lose it. If they, if they add too many things to their agenda, you're going to lose people as you go. The leaders are self-admitted. They, they came out and said they're trained Marxists. So, I mean, it's a uh, VB. Do you own a gun? Uh, I do not, no. And with my with my third child, it's a good thing I don't. Right, right. Well, she would find it somehow, <laughs> no matter what. And I it do, would end up in a problem area. My boys are 10 and 14, and I just yesterday, as a matter of fact, went to the Massachusetts firearms uh, training course. And uh, I got my certificate, you know, certificate that I passed the course. Now I go to, I go to the police. My, my dad, when he passed away, left me two guns. And now for the first time in my life, I have guns. And it's kind of a weird feeling. It's like Did I've, you I've get crossed over. For him? Uh, well, I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, you mean, are they, are I don't they, know are if they you legal? are. I mean, <laughs> I can you with your record? What, what record? What are you talking about? I have a clean police record. Well, how's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first of all, the only time I was ever arrested uh, was uh, in a car wash in Connecticut in 1994, and the date was... Yeah, but that's enough. I date- mean, that's enough right there for some sheriffs, and they're the ones that got to tell you, yeah, you can have that. Yeah, but they, they dropped the charges uh, because uh, it, wasn't my, it wasn't my weed. It was Ty Law's cousin's weed? <laughs> <laughs> so... I have, a, I have a completely clean. I passed Corey checks, you know, for school functions and all that stuff. But so I don't have a problem with that. But I have I have two guns now. It's really, really kind of weird. Now I got to go back to the the shooting range and practice. But you, so when it comes to the gun control issue, then you're you you've got to be okay with you know what's what's your amendment number is it second second yeah. <laughs> yes you nailed it number two yeah. <laughs> 
You, you must well, that's me. that St. Louis story, right? That couple that they break into the gate and they, they start marching and they come out with their guns. Now, they look like weirdos. They sure The way did. they were dressed, I'll give you that. But <laughs> they're now arrested because they were like, hey, we're going to protect our property just so you know. And they have licenses to carry those weapons. Right. And they, there is a doctrine in Missouri called the Castle Doctrine, which means if you feel threatened or your property is threatened, right. you can defend it with guns. And, and that, yet somehow they got charged anyway. Well, that DA in St. Louis, she's worse than Rachel Rollins. Mm. Similar, similar philosophy. Very yes. similar uh, position on all these issues. And they, what do these people do wrong? No one got shot, right? No, but the, the prosecutors both have Soros connections. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about the, um, let's see, what do you think of Charlie, what, what does a VB think of Charlie Baker's handling of the closing down of Massachusetts, the reopening process, and when school, when do you think school will finally get back in session? Oh, God. How about that one yesterday? So we're going to give the teachers an extra 10 days to get ready for school reopening. They have five more weeks before we even get to the day. Why do they need another 10 days? But the teachers unions, man, that was one yesterday where I just started rolling my eyes going, OK, we're doing this. We're still playing games. Yep. Well, they got so now the number is 170 days, supposedly. We're not going to do 180 days. We're going to do 170. Uh Adams, I haven't gambled recently, but let me know if DraftKings has posted that. I'd like the under, please. <laughs> they have to go out and get construction paper and, you know, magic markers and stuff. The teachers do. It takes a while to go get that stuff. And they, they usually supply their own, don't they? Hey, I, I got a, a commercial here, actually. Hey, look at this. Oh, look at this. Sports keep coming back. Hi, we got some sports. By the way, I didn't do well on the Red Sox again last night. Hey. Uh, your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball starting this summer. It's, it's rolling now in some cities. Uh, it's in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action unless you have a temperature. BetOnline has all the odds, the futures, the props for you to bet on, and as sports starts to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Horry, I mean, Ori, sorry, I like it saying that way. Seven-time NBA champ and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball. Now, to get their opinions on what it will be like playing without fans. It's kind of like my old radio show. <laughs> it's what they've called the fandemic. And betonline.ag is a place you can visit today. Check out all the odds and the up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up. Take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses they have for you. BetOnline. Your online wagering experts, everybody. Did you call it the fandemic? That's what they called it, yeah, not me. I didn't, those so. aren't my words. Okay. By the way, I do a mean Phil Rizzuto. You ready? Let's hear it. Hi, everybody. This is Phil Rizzuto for the Money Store. Call toll-free 1-800-888-4556. The Money Store. Scooter. Holy Again, I'm old cow. enough to remember that, unfortunately. But yeah. that wasn't bad. Yeah. Holy By cow. the way, what is the line tonight on the socks? Like, is it that... Know. Bet a hundred to win two thousand. Like what, <laughs> it should be. Who's, it should who's be. possibly betting on them? God, do they suck right now? And it and it, they had that first day they hit like crazy. And then after that, it's like, oh, what, oh, what are we doing? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, let's see. What else we got here for VB? Well, are there? Is there going to be an NFL season? Yes or no? Uh, if I had to call it right now, well, we well, Patriots had a couple guys uh, opt six. out. They had six. I, I know it was Hightower six. and. Uh, Chung. Chung, right. Yep. Cannon. Right. Vitaly. Vitaly. Oh, There's six man. of them. 
And ever they're the talk of the nation Bolden. in the sports world right now. Bolden's another one, yeah. Would it be okay um, if they had like the substitute players like they did during the strike year? Remember those scabs they had playing? Remember that? Ooh. That was Flutie terrible. was one of them, wasn't he? Didn't yeah. that how Flutie got in the NFL? Nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, that's how he started. Um, now, what about the statues being ripped down, VB? Because I here's what pissed me off. I was perfectly okay. You know, they they want to go after Christopher Columbus, even though he's been dead five hundred years. I said, okay, whatever. But when they when they started going after like the Abe Lincolns of the world, you know the, the people who basically are around Mount Rushmore, they took Teddy Roosevelt out in front of the museum in New York. And like, what the hell's wrong with these people? Mm. Well, did you see the the John Harvard statue at Harvard got spray painted the other day and yeah, took yeah. devil worship on it? Right. The guy was a preacher. I don't think devil worship is actually <laughs> accurate if you know any, anything about the guy. But sure, we'll do that just because. The one that gets me, I, you guys probably don't know it, but if there's one statue in Boston that I thought was going to be safe, it would be the Robert Gould Shaw Memorial, you know, the 54th Regiment, the that, first right. African-American well, regiment the in the Civil of. War. Right. Mm-hmm. But apparently... The Newburyport News today has a thing complaining about it. it. Says it's time to reevaluate it because what message does it send when the white guy's up on the horse and the African Americans are on foot? Right. And my huh. thought was, well, the message it's sending is that's how it was. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. History is is not important anymore, though. Is how what really happened doesn't really matter anymore. But when I saw, see people, you know, defacing the Lincoln Memorial. I say, what the hell's wrong with you? Not Abe Lincoln. He's the last guy you should deface, right? Well, the uh, Christmas Attics statue was vandalized as well. The first guy killed in the Revolutionary War? Yeah, they didn't even realize. Yeah, he's an African-American I, guy. I don't know if they don't realize or they just don't care. They're no. just like, here's something. To I'm going to just destroy it. Yeah. I'm going to. There's a statue. The one in Wisconsin was unbelievable. I really the think. The guy was the biggest. Ad- the one in Philly, the guy was like a known abolitionist who left all his money to the cause, yep. and they put a thing around yeah. him, and they pulled See, the thing down. I honestly like, don't think they know. I really no, don't. They weren't. I, I don't think it's truly uh, – I think it's ignorance more than straight-up uh, yeah. maliciousness. A, a lack of hi- respect for history. Yeah, they weren't taught anything. Yeah, that's Well, the history part of it is, is, is lacking. Again, I'm not like – I disagree with Trump on this. I don't understand Trump fighting for these military bases named after Confederate generals. I don't get that at all. I thought he has a huge opportunity there to do something uh, – to say those 10 are going to go and here's the names we propose, but let's kick it around. And yeah. it could have been a good thing. I don't get him on that. You know, I, I'm not one of these guys that says you don't give an inch on anything. I'm fine with Confederate statues coming down. Why do we put those people up on a pedestal? Yeah. But there, there does have to be a limit to this stuff. And there does have to, are, are we going to be a statueless society going forward? I mean, what is, what's the I want to set up, I want to set up a fake, a fake Confederate soldier statue somewhere in Massachusetts where they, they probably don't have any anyway. It'll be like, you know, General They Co- do have one on that island. It's not a statue, but it's a plaque because some Confederate soldiers were being held there prisoner. And, no, uh, but I'm talking about a, a statue. Plaque, but, Baker's, but the plaque had a tiny little Confederate flag on it. And so that's why that thing's been back and forth, but nobody can see it because you got to take a boat to get I just want to see if anybody will attack this fake statue. No, I mean, it's a fake person. It's, you know... Uh, uh, Cor- Colonel Ebenezer Cornholer, you know, and uh, and it just put a Confederate hand on and just see if somebody attacks it, even though the guy never existed. How how would they know? You, look, you Ben Ben will back me up on this. Although I don't, maybe with coronavirus, you've changed the look at him, but you have the look of a Confederate Colonel. Oh, you, yes. You get the hat <laughs> right. You're definitely a guy that's like, oh man, that guy's been through a couple of years of tough battles. You can tell. Whether it's Confederate or Union, yes, you should be a Civil War reenactor. 
That's great. Thank yeah. you. You could easily superimpose him. That famous picture of Grant when he's leaning on the tree. Yeah. That's the only tree there that's left standing. And Grant's leaning there. You could <laughs> easily see Adams behind him in a Barca lounge going, ah, this isn't bad. <laughs> with Grant, we're winning. This is cool. Well, look, if I have to have a retirement career, that sounds a lot more interesting than working at Home Depot with an orange apron. Um, let me see. How about trans athletes, VB? What do you think of the women uh, that are the men that, that were men and then became women and then compete against women uh, and high school girls? I, I've been on the same train on this from the start. Are we gonna? Are we not gonna have women's sports anymore? I have a daughter that's nine. Yeah. I have a daughter that's five. Are they not gonna be able to play sports because unless they play on the main men's baseball team, it's done? Is that where it's going? <laughs> It just doesn't it, – to me, it's the ultimate in unfair. I mean, you're – let's say you're a girl, you're 17, you're hoping to go to a good school and you're going to try to get a track scholarship and you're like the second fastest person on your team or whatever and you're working really hard. All of a sudden, here comes this dude who last year came in fifth in the boys' division and he's going to beat you by eight seconds, you know, in your race and he's going to take the trophy and he's going to make you look worse in your record and you're not going to get that scholarship and you're like why am I coming in last because this guy's a guy. That to me that sounds so unfair and that should be immediately the supreme court should deal with that. Well, my neighbor uh she's graduated now but last year or it was the year the fall before it was actually when they had high school. I don't know if you can remember those days. Yeah, yeah, it's March. <laughs> they March. lost in the field hockey semifinals to Somerset, and they lost two to one. And you know who scored the two goals? The guy on the team. Oh, and then God. the guy had a hat trick in the state finals, and they won the championship. And my neighbor is forever going to wonder, would we have won it yes. if guys weren't allowed to play? But they had this guy, like, he was like, you know, Earl Campbell out there just knocking people <laughs> over on his way to the goal. And then he finally puts them in, and they got knocked out because of that. And it just, it's definitely wrong. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, here's one that, something that's wrong too. The whole PPV, uh, the PPP thing, where the government is uh, funding businesses that have uh, lost money during COVID. This is the worst story that I've heard yet that applies to that. Worse than that guy that, uh, you know. Well, I, there was a guy a couple months ago, but this is the worst. David T. Hines. He gets four million dollars in COVID nineteen relief loans from the feds for his supposedly ailing South Florida moving business. First thing he bought. A super luxury Lamborghini Huracan Evo at $318,000. So he buys the car because he's got the money, but that's not all he did. He was arrested Friday, by the way. He also spent thousands of dollars on dating websites, jewelry and clothes, along with some stays at some high-end hotels such as the Fountain Blue. Uh. I mean, this guy went off the deep end with the government's money, and it you got to believe. But you know what the best is on that? What's that? Did you see what he gave his mother? What? 25 grand in cash. Which, okay, nice. You're thinking of mom, but you got 4 million bucks. <laughs> and mom gets 25 grand. You cheap son of a bitch, I'm your mother. <laughs> I hate you. Well, here's the good news for his mother, though. They, they arrested him. They, they impounded, his, impounded his car because he had a hit-and-run accident. And uh, they gave him an ankle bracelet. And they let him out on a hundred thousand dollars bail, which he just happened to have in the bank. And he's—they're letting him live at his mother's house with an ankle bracelet. So his mother's not only didn't get any; she only got twenty-five grand out of the guy. She's got to use that to feed the jerk. Make your own breakfast. <laughs> but what? What do you think happened there? Do you? Because th- there's one of two choices. One is the guy genuinely thought somehow they were never going to catch him and he was going to get away with it. Or did he think? 
I'm never going to make a million dollars in my life. That's, I just want to know what it's like, right. and then I'll do the time. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that that was the case. Yeah, you only live once, you know. So I, you know, I hope is I hope he buys his mother, you know, a Maserati or something. So when he goes down to Seven Eleven in a clandestine fashion, at least he's in style. Is this poor guy? All right. So VP. well, speaking of that, Ben, back me up on this. Yeah. We all know about Lou Williams, right? The NBA player. <laughs> yes, stripper guy. Is that not Mike Adams? If Mike Adams was an NBA player in 2020. Uh, fuck, going to strip bar. I don't first thing you do getting out of the bubble is you go, I'm going to try and sneak in a quick run and then come back and nobody will notice. You know what though? Don't I tell learned, me you wouldn't have. I learned my lesson. I sit far, far away. Now I got almost put, got an eye poked out at one of those strip bars one time. It was unbelievable. We have a quiz for you, VB. We always like to test your mental metal. Are you ready? Yes. VB, everybody. VB in the middle of WRKO every day from noon to three, 680 AM. Uh, it's a pop quiz. These are 10. Now, this is not multiple choice. VB doesn't Does this need involve this. Napoleon's penis again, a pop quiz. I could put another question in here if you want to. <laughs> uh, let's see. The We have categories. Baseball. But now, this is not multiple choice. VB is much too intelligent to deal with multiple choice, which is for morons. Baseball. Pete Rose is the hit king of the National League. Now, this is not the American, just the National League. Who is number two on the all-time hit list? For the National League. I'll go Ernie Banks. No, I'm sorry. A lot of people would have said Hank Aaron. But don't forget, he spent his last couple years in Milwaukee for the American League Brewers. So he came in third. Stan Musial. Stan the man. Mm. Yep. Fun fact, Rasputin's penis is on display in a museum in St. Petersburg. You know, I think, Ben, the minute this podcast is over, he's going to run out and buy some online tickets to all these great, great uh, <laughs> venues. How um, many names did you Google their penises before you hit on Rasputin's <laughs> is actually? Well, he just Googled <laughs> penis. And you should see the emails he's getting. <laughs> no, he's I, some I, serious pop-up. I had heard that as a uh, rumor at one point. I just was like, all right, Rasputin's penis. There's no Google. disputing Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, categories football. You're 0 for 1. This is, see, these, but I don't, I made these tough. Well. No, that was tough but fair. Who won Super Bowl four? Oh, uh, uh, Can I give Super him a hint? Super Bowl four. No, don't give him a hint until he needs one. Okay. Uh, you remember three? Joe Namath? Super Bowl four. Was that the uh, was that the I, Baltimore Colts? I don't know. I'm gonna give you a hint. I'm gonna give you a hint. Oh, hint. It was an AFL team because they still hadn't done the merger to the uh, with the NFL AFC. That's not a hint. Sure, it was because there was the first teams. two: Packers, Packers, Jets, and the he doesn't know Kansas you don't know. City Chiefs. Len Dawson, Hank Stram. Of course, I fucking know the that. Chiefs. Well, oh, you read it off the here. thing. Bobby Bell. You read it off the thing. No, I didn't. I, I can't read, Mike. Okay. You know that, you jerk. We'll go to basketball. <laughs> Basketball, all-time NBA assist leader. All-time. Most assists in the NBA ever. Stockton. Yes. And I'm surprised you got that. I, was, I wasn't going to say it. Now, who's the most, who has the most active assists right now? That's not a second I question. I would say 
Probably Chris Paul. It is Chris Paul. Boy, you guys are wow. smarter than you yeah. look. I gave him that answer. That All was right. a better pull. Man. You're one I for three. That was good. You're one By for the th- way, the Chris Paul ads are the worst ads <laughs> on television right now with the guy pretending to be Chris Paul. I don't yeah. get those. I eat them. Yeah, I, I never liked anybody that has two first names, yeah, well. except Fred Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hockey. Friendly. This is the hockey question now. As we move through the sport, all-time assists leader is Gretzky in hockey. Mm-hmm. Who is number number two on that list? Number two on the all-time assists leader. Yeah. Interestingly enough, and he's behind by seven hundred behind Gretzky. <laughs> I mean, it's not not even close. But he's number two. I'm going to go with Guy Lafleur on that one. No, it's uh, actually my very close personal friend, former Hartford Whaler. Ron Francis. Ron Francis. Yep. He's another man t- with two first and names. No one ever thinks. They, they say Messier. They say, you know, yeah. they, they name all kinds of Mario Lemieux. But you know what it is? It's Ron Francis. And he's now the general manager of the new Seattle hockey franchise called the Seattle Kraken. That's, what do you think of that? You like it because you can, do, you can say Phil Ma. Phil McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those names are always good. Yeah, what's your name? Phil. Phil McCracken. Yeah, what's your name? Peter. Peter Puller. Oh, yeah, we got more. You know, Buster Hyman. There's a Jack. lot of them. Jack Mehoff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys like that. And, Bend and over. Then, uh, and then, Fuck you. If you're, <laughs> more butts. If you're Russian, you can say Ivan, <laughs> Ivan Yurkinov. I know you say uh, Kachikakov or something like that. Amanda Huggins. We've got uh, number five. This We move <laughs> yeah, on. Hold to on. Th- Is that Gretzky stat? You, you guys all know it, but is that the craziest stat in all of sports? More goals than anyone else has combined points, right? Well, more uh, goals more, than anyone in the league, but if you took away all of his goals, he still would be the points leader, the points leader in right, the league. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. He's crazy. That's a, He's the greatest that ever played offensively. Uh, we move on to the television category, and uh, this uh, for VB right now, question five out of ten. The voice of Charlie on Charlie's Angels who was that is a very easy one i'm gonna go blake carrington from dynasty on that Uh, what's his name though oh well when i I, (laughs) you knew i was philip charlie's angels i'm a kate jackson guy that's two for five right uh i believe one two three that's 400 ted williams era era 406 ask your son now the, the movies category who played, no the, problem. who played the part of Alex in A Clockwork Orange? I did not like that movie. I love that movie. I had seen it once. I didn't like it. And uh, you know was it. that with the, what the hell is that guy's name? Yep. Even though I don't like that movie, I should have this. And uh, give me initials quick. I'll give you a hint. Caligula. Yeah, I know, but I need R-M. initials. R.M. What? Yeah. M.M. 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 Yep. Uh, it's killing me. He was in. The, he was in the Fantasy Island remake, right? Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Two, I, I, I would have gotten there in about an hour. No, we don't have time. It's <laughs> like Adams in the bedroom. It takes a while. <laughs> Be patient. Well, no. On the contrary, I say to my wife, "Hey, you got a minute? Uh, rock history. This is category number. Hold on. <laughs> He's good at this. I, no, this I hope is you not minerals. Been boning up on your geology. Name one of the guitarists in the Yardbirds. Uh, Jimmy Page. Yeah, very good. And Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck, they had three great ones, and you, you got that right. Three out of six. Two great ones. <laughs> right, who wasn't great? Beck, come on. 
Yeah, you, it was good for them for back then. Bill he was, Smith loves Jeff Beck. There's these guys that are musicians. There's certain guys that musicians tell you are awesome, and after a while you go, sure, because I want this conversation to end. But nobody ever goes, hey, dial up some Jeff Beck on uh, Alexa. Oh, did you? This is a radio guy. He says, sure. You say sure because you want the conversation to end. Tell me that Blow by Blow album is a piece of trash. Yeah, it should have been blue my blue because it kind of blue. <laughs> All right, so you're making a little bit of a comeback, okay? You've got uh, one, two, three, four, four. How many, how's he got? What's he got? Three or three out of seven? Three out of seven. Here's number eight. This is famous commercials. Which commercial hmm. showed John Travolta in the shower? Well, that's not ringing any bells. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I had and shoulders all. It say, was his first commercial. No, is it? No, it wasn't head and shoulders. It was his first commercial. It's really first time anyone saw John Travolta. I am stuck on band aids ah, and band aids okay. stuck on me. And he's with, he's in the shower with like three guys. And you know that would, I guess that was a harbinger thing to come. <laughs> thing to come in the future for him. Anyway, uh, he our, just lost his wife, Adam. I know. Show a little too more soon. respect for God's too sake. Too soon for Christ's sake. I know. Now he can have all the guys come over later. My mom once got kicked out of a um, <laughs> a hotel uh, a spa. Yeah. Because Travolta and his friend needed private time. Horshack? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 This was like ah, 1993. That's story right there. A brush was a long time ago. Yeah. Must have rubbed her the wrong way. Now, let's see here. Uh, animals is the category. Question number nine. Baby turkeys are called what? Baby turkeys. <laughs> I love this. I love playing games, man. Baby turkeys are called McGurkins. <laughs> ah. That's another one of those names, you know. <laughs> Jerkin McGurkin. Uh, baby turkeys are actually called poults. Oh, P-O-U-L-T-S. Poults. Yeah. yeah, did you know and that? poultry, right? Next time you see one, you'll know. And here's the very final question. I think you got four. I don't know. Maybe Who I'm giving knows? an extra pay. You got to get it's a 60 five, to pass. Six. Uh, odd facts for VB. At Where home. is Rasputin's penis? Where? <laughs> <laughs> More than 25% of the bones in your body are found where? 25% of the bones in your body are found where? Five seconds. <laughs> uh, my hands. Oh, he's so close. <laughs> my hands. No, no. <laughs> no, the, your feet. Your feet. There, there's like 300 and some, 270 bones and 64 of them, whatever. It's more than a 25% uh-huh. ratio are, are in your feet. <laughs> And that's why Kevin McHale's career ended so early, because he got him stepped on all the time. Oh. Ah, I think you did all right. Well, you know, we're going to send a cake anyway, but not to you, VB, because you didn't pass. But we're going to send it to those beautiful, charming children of yours who are so funny. The last time I sent a cake, he put a great video on, uh, on Twitter where they were giving me a hard time. You know, you know what to do, Adams. Give, me, give us another cake. I get, a, I get asked yeah, that a question. Was, you think I put them up to that? You're, you're my they are, they're not kidding. They're so precocious, and you can tell they're going to be really, really smart kids, and uh, they're just they're beautiful and adorable. Good for you, man. VB, you're a sports memorabilia collector of, to some regard? I just know this stuff. I don't collect them. I got four kids, so I got no money. But So did, <laughs> did you even tell, Mikey, did you even tell VB that you're now doing a show? Oh, yeah, the show. Sports we, Collectibles. That's with, right. With Phil Castanetti of Sports World, it's a, it's a YouTube uh, and Facebook Live presentation every Sunday morning at 11. And last weekend, VB, we had Fred Lynn on live from San Diego. And it was great because Freddie's a good guy. We talked about all kinds of stuff. You should check it out or come on the show. 
I love that stuff. I can't. I was watching this thing yesterday about uh, the guy. Some guys trying to track down the Franco Harris football from the Immaculate Reception, and there was the whole backstory on what happened to the ball and whether this guy actually had it or not. I can watch that stuff all day. I mean, the, my wife puts on Friends, and I'm out. I don't want to. I got no interest in that. But watching stuff as mundane as what happened to Fred Lynn's rookie bat? Like I could, yeah. I could watch that probably, all day, every day. He's Love got that. a lot of memorabilia, but you know what I got? Well, I got one thing that no one else has uh, any of these. Uh, I have a used Stridex, game used Stridex pad from Jorge Cantu. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hey, VB, thanks for coming on, man. We're going to send that my grandma's coffee cake to your kids pronto, baby. VB. Much appreciated. Oh, exactly. a pleasure. I thought he died of shock. I know, man. That was a pregnant pause in honor of my coronavirus belly. That was a good one. Take care of yourself, my friend. Thanks for coming on, man. We'll talk soon. VB, everybody, on the Planet Mikey podcast in living color.